Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 65 is going to be from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. As a people of God, Christians, we need to make absolutely sure that we are appropriately redeeming what little time God has blessed us with upon this earth. Colossians chapter 2, verses 2 through 6 read, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us, that God would open to us a door for the word, to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, walking in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. If we are going to redeem the time that God has given us, we need to know how to redeem the time. We need to be continuing earnestly in prayer. In James chapter 1 and verse 5, The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And so if we need wisdom to know how to handle things, we need to ask of God. This happens in two different ways. By going to him in prayer and by studying his word and getting deep into it so that we can know how to be approved of by God. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. The Bible calls the Bereans noble. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of heart and searched the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. You see, the noble Bereans were redeeming the time. They were taking what they were being taught, even though it was being taught to them by an apostle, the apostle Paul, and redeeming the time getting to know the word and making sure that what Paul was teaching them was appropriate. So if we lack wisdom, we need to ask of God, James chapter 1 and verse 5. That is done by praying and by studying his word. In the second part of Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2, it says, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. We need to be vigilant in prayer. We need to be spending a lot of time in prayer, praying before major decisions that are made in our life. And then in verse 3, it says, Meanwhile, praying also for us, that God would open to us a door for the word. If we're going to redeem the time, then we're going to spend a lot of time in prayer, praying for wisdom, praying for knowledge, praying that we understand what we read in God's Word, and praying for one another. Here, Paul asked the people here to pray for him that a door would be open for the Word. Do we spend time praying for one another that doors open to us, that we will be able to teach the Word of God to people? that will be able to take the power of God unto salvation to the world. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so Paul asked them to pray for him, that doors would open, that he would be able to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains. And so Christ 
died for us that we might be able to take the word of God to the world. But Paul here says that he was in chains for speaking the mystery of Christ. He was in jail, and he wanted a door to be opened to him from his jail cell that he would be able to continue preaching the gospel to the world. Now, he wrote several letters to people while he was in jail. Colossians is one of these letters. And so, Paul, even though he was in jail, had an ability to minister to people. Do we use the opportunities that God gives us? Do we make opportunities for ourselves to be able to take the word of God to people? Paul could have said, well, I'm in jail. What can I do to help people outside of this jail? But he wrote letters to them, encouraging them to live the proper life for which he lived. In verse 4, it says that I may make that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. And so Paul was not going to keep silent on things that they needed to know. In Acts chapter 20, in verse 26, Paul said, I am pure of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. He held it his responsibility to teach the world. He held it his responsibility, and this is how he redeemed the time. Notice verse 5. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. And then verse 6. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. As a people of God, Christians, we need to make absolutely sure that we are appropriately redeeming what little time God has blessed us with upon this earth. Our life, no matter how long it is, if it's 120 years, is a short time when it's placed side by side with eternity. In Genesis chapter 5 and verse 27, we have a man by the name of Methuselah. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. This is the oldest man recorded in the Bible. And he lived 969 years. And even as long as he lived, almost a century, that century is still just a drop in the bucket to eternity. And this is something that we need to understand, that no matter how long we live, our life is but a drop in the bucket toward eternity. And how are we using it? How are we serving God with our life? Are we redeeming the time that he's given us that we might live for him? In Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, we have the account of the flood. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with men forever, for he indeed, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of men, man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. And so here we see man's lifespan was reduced to 120 years, a short 
drop in the bucket when faced with reality of what eternity is going to be and where we're going to spend eternity. Are we redeeming the time? Because the men here were not. In verse 5 it says, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. What are we thinking on? How are we living our lives? Are we redeeming the time? As a people of God, Christians, we need to make absolutely sure that we are appropriately redeeming what little time God has blessed us with upon this earth. What's going to matter in eternity? Is the big house that we have outside going to matter in eternity? Is the nice car that we drive going to matter in eternity? Is our job that we worked here on this earth going to matter in eternity? And how are we redeeming the time? We're giving very little time to God, opposed to how much time we spend at work, how much time we spend in play, how much time we spend in front of the TV, how much time we spend at school. We give very little time to God. Are we truly redeeming the time that he's given us? In Colossians chapter 3, Verses 12 through 17, the Bible says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This should be our litmus test as to how we live our life and what we spend our time doing. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Being that we have a very limited amount of time on this earth, and that our life is but a vapor that appears for a moment and vanishes away, according to James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. Come now, you who say tomorrow, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you ought to know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for your life is but a vapor that appears for a moment and vanishes away. We make all the plans in the world for our financial stability. We make all the plans in the world for our children to live appropriate physical lives. But are we preparing ourselves for eternity? Are we preparing our children for eternity? Or are we spending our time worrying about tomorrow and what we're going to buy and sell tomorrow for a profit? And our life is but a vapor that appears for a little moment and vanishes away. Instead, in verse 15, it says, Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. 
Are we redeeming the time appropriately? Are we putting enough time into our spiritual walk with God so that we get to know Him? Are we laying up our treasures in heaven? Are we laying up our treasures upon earth? Are we spending the most time worrying about our earthly treasures and neglecting those treasures that are up in heaven and laying up our treasures up in heaven? What are we spending our time doing? Are we redeeming the time that God has given us? In 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 14 through 17, the Bible says, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed, for it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. The verse that I want to focus on here as considering, are we redeeming the time? As a people of God, Christians, we need to make absolutely sure that we are appropriately redeeming what little time God has blessed us with upon this earth. Verse 15 of 1 Peter chapter 3, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Set Him apart in your hearts. That's what that verse means. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. That takes time. If we're going to be able to give a defense for the hope that is in us, it takes time to be able to answer people's questions. Notice in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. This is redeeming the time, spending the time necessary to know how to answer people's questions when they come to you. If they have a question about salvation, you're ready to give an answer for how to be saved. Because there are so many inappropriate answers out there, grace only, faith only, say the sinner's prayer, whereas none of those answers are appropriate. We know that the scripture teaches that you have to hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized in order to be saved. But have you redeemed the time in order to be able to know verses for each one? Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hear, believe, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Hear, believe, repent, Luke 13, 3 and Luke 13, 5, I tell you nay, unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Confess, Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, confess me before men, I will confess you before your father, deny me before men, before men, and I will deny you before my father who is in heaven. Hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, the like figure unto baptism doth not also save. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God. Have you redeemed the time necessary to know how to answer people? You see, that's what Paul wanted the Corinthian, sorry, the church at Colossae to pray for. Meanwhile, praying also for us that we would that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains. So, as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.